Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yesterday, the president was at the Capitol scene of the crime. That was January sixth. Oh, no. Of course, the day democracy almost, almost died. Died. <sighs> At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Uh, here he is showing that he's just in peak physical health. Oh, cool. As we've heard from his doctor. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, my goodness. Don't go too far. Don't go too fast there, Chuck. Oh, my goodness. That's the uh, infirmed leading the infirmed. That's great. That's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> Wait, uh, who was that walking with Chuck Schumer yesterday? Wait, what? I thought it was Joe Biden. Here's the man you've heard referred to as the QAnon shaman. Jacob Chansley became the face of January 6th, a dangerous conspiracy theorist dressed in outlandish costume who led the violent insurrection to overthrow American democracy. Uh, Yeah, okay. I mean, that's effectively how the shaman guy was He got escorted through the, yeah. Well, they're just trying to de-escalate, Keith. That's all they were trying to do. I see. They just wanted to de-escalate the situation. Because the situation with the one guy... Mm Mm-hmm. As opposed to nine police officers, was so uh, tense that they had to just parade him around. The things you can do with a flagpole and a bullhorn. Am yeah, I right? You're right. You are right. Uh, Tucker Carlson was back at it last night, comparing January 6th to actual violence in Washington, D.C. But is January 6th the worst assault on the U.S. government since the Civil War? That's insane. Mm. It's not even close. How about March of 1954, when Puerto Rican separatists shot five mm. congressmen in the Capitol building? What? Oh, jeez. Five members of Congress shot what? in the building. No idea. It's all bad. Either. But the worst since the Civil War, you're just a flat-out liar if you're saying that. More recently, I've never heard that remember, I, I knew they bombed on Washington, the vice presidential house. The I didn't know they were at the Capitol. Yeah. But it was Trump, so that's cool. And while they were there, they Look set a historic Christian church on fire. St. John's in Lafayette Square. Thanks for the reminder. Do you remember that? Seriously. Yeah, I, I you should, because it happened that. Labor Day mm-hmm. weekend less than Memorial three Day. years ago. And when it happened, the left-wing mayor of Washington, D.C., refused to allow her police department, the MPD, to assist Secret Service agents while they were under siege and getting beaten. Hmm. No, she made her cops stand back and watch it happen. And they were very upset about it at the time. You may have forgotten that. Here's what it looked like. <laughs> Look at this.
about that, though. Don't worry there about are it. Several fires oh. raging now down this street, and this mm -hmm. is what you hate to see. There are people throwing fireworks and who knows what else. No, that was a problem. No, no, no. Right outside the White House? Why would it be? It's just fully engulfed. Oh, more fires, but mostly peaceful. Officers getting attacked, the ones that they, you know, would praise mm -hmm. seven months later. It's bad. They just set fire to St. John's Church. Oh, oh inside the church. Man. burning a church across from the White House. Yeah, don't worry about Those it. Those are the George Floyd riots. So what was the toll there? Now, we're not going to guess. We're going to go again right to the government. According to a recently released GAO report last month, during those attacks, the 2020 attack on the White House by left-wing mobs, we're quoting, mm -hmm. Federal Protective Services, the Secret Service, and the Park Police reported that at least 180 officers were injured during the demonstrations, including concussions, lacerations, exposure to chemical gas, and severe burning. Mm. So while stipulating that all riots are bad, because precision matters, facts matter, the truth matters, here's the truth. More cops were injured by Kamala Harris's favorite mob, BLM, at the White House than were injured by Trump voters at the Capitol on January 6th. A lot more. Boom. So again, to be clear, both events are bad, but here's the key. We only remember one of them. Why? Because the people in charge of history are liars. <laughs> liars. And lying is bad. And on a national scale, it's deadly. It's corrosive of everything that is good in the country, including trust and your grasp on reality itself. And that's why they try to make you lie. Men can become women. <laughs> Climate change is an existential threat or whatever the lie is they're making you tell. They don't believe it. They know you don't believe it. Mm -hmm. But by forcing you to repeat it, they degrade and control you. They make you less of a person. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well said. But is yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, what what is the thing that they're upset about on the left? What are they howling about? It transparency. That's that's literally mm -hmm. what they're mad at. Mm -hmm. Is just releasing video footage of the day that is so solemn to them. Mm -hmm. Then what's the problem? I don't. It's madness, man. They don't want you to see the other side. No, there has been no other side presented in mass. In this country. I mean, there's certain outlets like us, uh, Glenn. You know, a, a few people have pointed out that, okay, it's not, it was not a res an insurrection. It was not an insurrection. And no one was killed on the other side. No, no police officers were killed by that mob, period. Doesn't fit the narrative. None of them. And they continue to lie about Brian Sicknick. Jeez, and they're accusing Tucker Carlson of lying because he he made the point that Sicknick was not killed by the mob, that he was completely healthy when he was last photographed in the in the Capitol building. And he was. And then he went home and had two strokes or whatever. I, I that is how is that from the mob? It, man. I mean, did the guy have high blood pressure? Did he have a problem his whole life? I don't know. I, I don't know what was going on there. Also, KJP was asked about January 6th yesterday. Oh, oh good.
on, on the Tucker Carlson program on Fox. And I'm just curious if you had any broader comment about the ongoing uh, lawsuit uh, between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News, which has turned up evidence that, that there may have been falsehoods in, in the reporting that they did around the election, um, which Fox, I should say, has, has said that those are cherry-picked anecdotes. So, but do you have a reaction to that? Yeah, I do have a reaction. Look, we agree with the, the chief of uh, Capitol Police. Oh, that's a and, surprise. And the right range of bipartisan huh. lawmakers. You heard them all yesterday. You guys reported on it. Who have condemned uh, this false de depiction of the unprecedented violent attack on cons on our Constitution and the rule of law, which cost police police uh, officers their lives. And that's what we saw on what? that day, on a very dark I day, an attack on our democracy. A democracy attack on democracy. Stop! <laughs> stop with the lie. Okay, stop with that outrageous lie. How did she put that again? Play it one more time. Uh -huh. Because uh, skip the question, go right to her answer if you can. Uh... This perpetuation of this unbelievable, outrageous lie has to stop. Repeat a lie often enough. Yeah, and people believe it. And they just do. They believe all those police officers were killed by, by the mob. Systems and Fox News, which has turned up evidence that, that there may have been falsehoods in, in the reporting that they did around the election, um, which Fox, I should say, has, has said that those are cherry-picked anecdotes. Do you have a reaction to that? Yeah, I do have a reaction. Look, we agree with the, the chief of uh, Capitol Police and, and the right range of bipartisan lawmakers. You heard them all yesterday. You guys reported on it, who have condemned uh, this false de depiction of the unprecedented violent attack on, cons on our Constitution and the rule of law, which cost police... Uh, officers their lives okay. and that's uh, what all we're right. saying. the unprecedented attack that caused skipping the other stuff police officers to lose their lives what how what are you talking about they committed suicide was it three of them either two or three committed suicide did they do that because they were so distraught about the day democracy almost died what what? I think a case could be made that uh, they could have possibly... Been, I don't want to get into somebody's head. Everybody goes through unique things. But yeah. my goodness, you watched the interview with the Capitol Hill police officer the other night on Tucker, and there was absolutely no concern from the Capitol Hill police hierarchy. To, they did nothing. Mm. Like that, Maybe these guys felt guilty from that. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, something could be said of the narrative that was painted to make it look like it was the end of democracy. Mm -hmm. And then these guys may have internalized it. I don't know. It's like, this was the worst violence these men had ever seen? Right. Thank They're you. capital police officers. Are you kidding me? It's Washington, D.C. <laughs> this was a picnic compared to what they've seen in the past. Unprecedented violence. Shut up. So Sicknick died of multiple strokes, and then two or three others died from suicide. I mean, then there was a woman beaten to death uh, by police. She died. Ashley um, Babbitt, yeah. Babbitt shot in the throat. She died. Shot in the throat by Capitol Police. Uh, so... I'm tr I, I struggle to even see how they can make this out of that how are you how are you getting there it is unconscionable these liars thank goodness for tucker carlson doing this this is fantastic and as as glenn said uh yesterday when i was on a show with him very reminiscent of what was going on uh when he was at fox news 
and making an impact, having an impact on on the day's events and on the Obama administration, bringing things to life that they they didn't want being brought to light. And uh, Glenn got the same kind of garbage from people as Tucker's getting right now. So, yeah, I'm looking at an article from Newsweek in August of 2021. And this talks about how four officers have committed suicide. Okay, four committed suicide. Yeah. Then you got Brian Sicknick, who died and from the stroke. a lot of stroke. these were months, Five. like, wow. well into the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know. Not just days it's later. It's not like right there in the parking not, lot. Not weeks, months later. And they're counted as uh, deaths in the line of duty. That is unbelievable. How is it possible? How is it possible? It's like what they did with COVID. Where the motors, the guy on the motorcycle got hit by a truck, yeah. killed because he had COVID. Yeah, that was a COVID, COVID death. Was it <laughs> really? Uh, the truck had nothing to do with that, really. Oh, huh. All right. Wow. I, I never thought I'd see the day where they can just stand there and lie to our face, and then somebody presents the truth uh, on television, and they call him the liar, and then. And then Republicans gang up on him as well, so that now KJP can use that word bipartisan, so that it looks like everybody's on board with this. That Tucker Carlson's a liar. It's despicable. It sure is. And I just want to give credit where credit is due to Speaker McCarthy for standing yeah, his ground thank on goodness. this. And you know what else? He said he'll give it. He'll give that footage to anybody, any news operation that wants it. Can we raise our hand? Yeah. Please, please. Yes, we'd like to have it. I want a I'll go through that. Truckload of VHS tapes or something sitting right out here, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sure they I could mean, just digitally send, it to send us, us yeah. a little. Totally do one like of those little sticks, and we'll just put it in the computer. Yeah, I'm sure they could put those on a uh, uh, WeTransfer or something like that. Let's go. I want to go through I'm that ready. stuff. I mean, seriously, we should be asking for that. If he's willing to send it to any news outlet, we're one. So let's have it. Wow. I mean. It makes me ashamed right now. I'm just ashamed of these people. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, I'm sitting here thinking about those officers that committed suicide over the course of the, the months following. Yeah. And the way this thing has been painted as a lie from the start, I mean, these poor guys may have thought, again, getting into someone's head is dangerous, but it's just mm-hmm. like you got to be thinking, wow, I guess I really let my country down, huh? The way I didn't uh, push back on the mm. people that were in there to mm-hmm. overthrow the government. I don't know. I just I don't know. So you know what? If if they can play this game and they can make every conservative responsible for every bad thing that's ever happened in the history of this nation, then screw you. Then you're responsible for those suicides, leftists, yeah. media, yeah. leadership in the Democratic Party, and now right up to today, leadership in the Republican Party. Well, they're the ones. Yeah, they're the ones who made it into an insurrection. And maybe these guys were despondent because they couldn't stop the insurrection. I felt and, like they let their country down. Yep. And by the way, the insurrection did not happen. I mean, let's say, again, for about the hundredth time, let's say these insurrectionists were successful and got all the way to the Senate chamber. Um, what would have happened? Would that have ended democracy as we know it? <laughs> would that have ended the United States of America? <laughs> Could they have really stopped for all time the vote they were going to take? Of course not. 
Tell you what, I'm not paying my taxes to that uh, shaman guy. No, no, that's right. <laughs> Come and get him. I mean, he's got a little, he, mm. apparently, and I think admittedly, he's got a few mental issues. Mm. Otherwise, you don't, I guess you don't wear horns on your head unless you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. Um, There's a car but, out for you Vikings fans. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I mean, can you, even if they'd gotten to Nancy Pelosi, would they have really have hurt, harmed her? I, I doubt it. And they would have been stopped along the way by somebody. Cooler heads would have prevailed. Law enforcement would have prevailed. Uh, even if, even if they reached their goal, which I don't even know what it was. <laughs> what was their goal? Uh, Trump stays president. I don't know. Yeah, I I guess that's the goal. And there's just no way to make that happen. Well, Trump wouldn't have stayed president no matter what well, happened. I think what was the goal? And congratulations, you succeeded. Uh, what was the goal of the? Uh, Antifa types that were in the oh, crowd. I mean, to we, do just what they did. Yeah, break the windows, they usher succeeded. them in, the Ray Epps, let's go in, come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, they got exactly what they wanted out of that. Well, and then it was, it was the color was added along the edges along the way for the last two years from the media and the Democrats. Uh, it's just unfortunate that a whole bunch of Trump supporters lost their heads and, and acted the way they did because this is the result of it now. Yeah. Three, two, two years, over two years now, of being hammered with this thing, with them uh, calling us violent. And, and yeah. the right is never, virtually never violent like that. And, and what is the one thing that Glenn Beck has said for well over a decade now? You know, you can't show you, any right. kind of, any violent tendency whatsoever or else they're going to blow it into exactly what they did. Blow how, it up into this. How much did we emphasize that before each of our big events, like 828 in uh, 2010? That's and this is why yep. because if anything bad happens, oh, that's you, you've screwed up our cause completely, and, and and that's what happened with those with those malcontents who rioted. You screwed up our cause, and we're still paying for it today, and we're going to continue to pay for it for a really long time to come. Let me tell you about Nugenics. Um, if you've lost some vitality as you're getting older, and eh, there's a reason for that. You seem to. I don't know if we leak testosterone. <laughs> we don't produce enough testosterone. Uh, but, you know, you start feeling tired and listless and, you know, you, you don't want to do anything. You don't feel like getting in shape. Your body is telling you that you need Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin. That'll help you turn back the clock. That'll re-energize your workouts, make you want to work out again. Get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Fantastic. Now you can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text 231231 and enter the keyword UNLEASHED. So do that now. Text right now. Get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo uh, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. Absolutely free. Text 231231, enter the keyword UNLEASHED, 231231, and the keyword UNLEASHED. Uh, texting enrolls you into recurring automated messages, text messages, consent not required to purchase, message, and data rates may apply. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, remember when they removed the boxes from um, 
from Boston that contained the uh, the classified documents that Biden had taken. And and they made it like it was not a big deal. Like, no, this is nothing like Trump. <laughs> Trump had a bunch of boxes. And uh, they were pulling stuff out of his Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago uh, home for who knows how long. I mean, box after box. Biden, it's like one sheet of paper. Well, it turns out it was nine boxes of documents yeah. that were taken from his attorney, uh, Patrick Moore's Boston office. Yeah, so so they took these out of the Penn Biden Center, right? And then they sent them to Boston. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, oh, oh, whoops, our bad. So what nine are we, how many boxes, boxes are we up to now? I mean, this is so stupid. Well, I, don't, I don't know that we have the total, but it was nine boxes here. So it wasn't like, yeah, it was a, it was just a sheet of paper that he accidentally had that was caught up in some other papers that weren't classified. No, I mean, these are stolen documents. And to me, this, it looks like something that I'll bet every president has done virtually forever. Yeah, but not every president's son is involved in yes. illicit overseas deals with Chinese with with Ukrainians. foreign adversaries who would love to get a hold of a lot of the information contained right. in some of these documents. Right. Uh, That's why I'm so here. glad that the garage, you know, where he stored some of those, where uh, Hunter could have gotten a hold of them, it's so secure. It's the most secure building uh, in the United States of America. I don't know if you're aware of that. Have we checked the trunk of the Corvette? Has anyone even bothered to look in there? Mm, I don't know. Do you have a warrant? Yeah, right. Like those are needed anymore. <laughs> what does that word mean? Uh, also, yesterday was International Women's Day. How cool is that? Yeah, really celebrate. Cool. Did everybody celebrate that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I had my International Women's Day tree up for about six weeks before. Really? Yeah. What like? Uh, is, has it changed over the years? My tree? Yeah, yeah. Like it used to probably be yeah. pink, and now it's probably every color imaginable. Yes, and it's not just women ornaments on there anymore. Of yeah, course, well, that's there's trans women. Excuse me, it's man. There's it is man. He's on it. Uh, made an ornament out of his face. Beautiful. He's on it. <laughs> Wait, you made an <laughs> ornament out of the, yeah. the, the GameStop ma'am guy? Yes, yes. Oh, that's it's my fun. favorite one. It's my favorite one. Okay. And it talks. It speaks. I put a little speaker in there. And you push a button. And when and you push a button, it yeah. says, Excuse, Excuse me, it's ma'am. ma'am. It is ma'am. Ma'am. Wow. So, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. You talk about the holiday spirit. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, so naturally, um, on International Women's Day, yeah. a man was honored uh, with. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> what? What? What's so funny? The Institutional uh, international. international. I'm sorry, International Women of Courage Award. <laughs> okay, here it is. Oh, In Argentina, right. Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out Are of you? classrooms, so barred serious? from sitting for exams, so refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, don't and rejected me. by her family. Excuse me, but it's In ma'am. the face of these challenges, she worked uh, to end violence me. and discrimination against the LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a man, baby. International <laughs> Women's Day Award, Courage Award, goes to a man. We can kill it now. Kill it now. Kill it. Every single Time now. It's like they're just rubbing women. Every like, time. Actual women, they're just rubbing their face in it. They sure are. I'd be so angry. Oh, my God. If I, I were a woman. I am uh, angry and I'm not a woman. Wait, I am, no, I am now. I'm you're, a woman. You're a woman? That's, that's, yeah. So maybe I can be nominated for that award. See? I mean, you are a woman. Here you roar. Madness. No, I, get, I can't take it. It's absurd beyond description, man. I know. I, what? What? What timeline have we jumped to, Pat? And and if you speak out against it as a woman, 
like J.K. Rowling has, uh-huh. uh, then you're bludgeoned to death and kicked out of society. She can't even sneeze. No, without no. these freaks jumping all over her. And fortunately, there's a, a ton of fans. I mean, the woman has sold more books than anybody else in the history of the world. She sold going on 500 million copies. And so she's got a little power, and yeah. she's got a lot of fans. And there are a lot of people defending her. So she's going to stay afloat. But most of us don't have that 500 million worth of uh, uh, clout. 500 million book clout will go a long way. But uh, very few people have that. So uh, nobody wants to speak out against it and say, wait a minute, what are you doing honoring a trans woman? That's actually a bio- biological man. Can we stop with this? I just... No, because you'll, you'll get bludgeoned to death. Jeez. Ridiculous. 888 There's a lot of uh, hearings happening in Washington this week, too. Yeah. Uh, some fireworks yesterday between Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne, Mark Wayne Mullins, and the Teamster president, Sean O'Brien. Here's uh, their exchange. You talk about CEOs that are making all this money. And what do you make, Mr. O'Brien? Uh-oh. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah, so. I know what you make because in 2019, <laughs> your salary was, um, what is this, 193000 I'm sure you've got some pay raises since then. Yeah, when I was around. And the average UPS driver, the feeder driver, makes... Thirty-five thousand a year. That's and inac- what do you bring? That's inaccurate. That? Hold on a second. That's inaculate. Stay no, facts. I've got it right here. Stay facts. That's inaccurate. The average UPS feeder driver makes thirty-five thousand. If you don't know your facts, then maybe you should. Oh, I, I know because position. I negotiate the contract. So I say, I say one thing to you. <laughs> oh, no. What do you bring for that salary? What do I bring? Yeah. What do you, What do you, What job have you committed or have you have you uh, uh, started? What job have you created? One job, other than sucking the paycheck out of some other body, somebody else that you want to say that you're trying to provide because you're forcing them to pay dues? And no, we don't force them. Senator, you, that's the you're question. You're out of line. Actually, I have it. Don't tell me I'm out of line. You are out of line. Don't tell me I'm out of line. Well, you, you frame, don't tell me. You I'm frame, you frame, you frame the statement. Oh, you shut your guy. mouth yeah. because you don't you're know what you're talking about. You're going to tell me to shut my mouth? Yes, I did. Hold it. Hold it. Tough guy. I'm not afraid of physical Hold it. But don't sit there and tell me I'm out of line. Senator. Wait, you made a statement? You asked the question. I didn't ask the question. You did. I answered the question. You asked the question. Well, it was let, him, let him answer. It was rhetorical. Well, you may think it's rhetorical. It sounded to me like a question. Let him answer the question. <laughs> I'm not answer. yielding my time to him. So if you're going to let me keep my time, that's fine. You'll have your time. Let him. You ask Here's a question. question. He has so, a right to answer that. As far as my salary goes, my salary, if you follow me around, I walk. I actually look at this building. I bet you I work more hours than you do. Twice that's, as many that's hours. That's impossible. But no, that is, that's true. Sir, you don't secondly, know what hard work is. Secondly, you follow yeah. the schedule. Be, secondly, be, I'm doing it all it. We not, hold greedy CEOs like yourself not, accountable. You call me a greedy CEO? Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> you want to attack my salary, I'll attack you up. Here, what did ahead. you make? What did you make when you owned your company? When I made my company, I kept my salary down at about uh, 50000 a year because I invested every penny into it. Okay. Mm. All right. You mean you hid money? Okay. Oh, I didn't hide. Oh, okay. <laughs> hold on a second. We are a ban- it's over, man. We're a banana republic. This is this is what passes as testimony in front of Congress now. Man. A senator and a Teamster president about to throw down right there on the floor. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? That was entertaining? That was entertaining. I yeah, t- it really was. I think my takeaway, besides the fireworks there, was uh, you notice that Bernie took his mask off mm-hmm. to get... Oh, wait, now it's getting real. I got to take my mask off. So now what? If you think that mask is working, bro, all of a sudden, if you've got an important point to make, mm-hmm. 
it's okay, and now you're not contagious? Now now you can't get COVID? <laughs> What's going on? And you'll see the people behind him, his staffers. You can tell who's on the Bernie staff because they're all still wearing masks, man. And how stupid is it? Three years later, he's still, you know, pretending that he wears the mask. He's got it clear down under his yeah. jaw. Let it go, man. Oh, I can't. No, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's not, a conclusion we reach every I'm day. I'm not telling you to let it go. I'm telling that guy to let it go, man. Wow. Bernie Sanders. When, when, is he, when is his term up? You think he's going to run against for uh, president? Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will. I mean, he's really old now. It's what 82? I think right now uh, he'll be 82 later this year. Yeah, so he'd be 84 when the election rolls around. I mean, not that they care about that, but <laughs> that's true. I think he might realize his constituents maybe do are maybe a little bit concerned about it but wow yeah things are getting out of control right now completely out of control yeah he's up for re-election in 2024 so so in 2024 if he runs and wins Mm -hmm. he'd be 90 at the end of that term i can't unbelievable (laughs) (sighs) yeah we got some issues (laughs) triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more coming up This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Traffic and weather together. Every five minutes on the fours. The only outlet. The only one that cares enough about you to do it every five minutes on the fours. And the only one to switch it up every once in a while, too. So you don't get bored. Like every two minutes on the ones or every nine minutes on the fives, you know. Can you provide an alternate route? Around yes, the log get, jam up there? At the yeah, in that one place. Junction? Where it happens every day. Every day. Every stinking day it happens. <laughs> uh, all right, got some tweets here. <laughs> Hippie Patriot tweets, I applaud Tucker. Yeah, us too. Uh, they're trying to bring this country down, and he's proving that they're doing just that. Even though they really aren't hiding it, they still have a ways to go. And goal is to divide, divide, divide. Has it ever been any clearer than that? Uh, that that these people are dividers and what was it he said at the beginning i'm gonna unite i'm gonna be a uniter are you (laughs) he always goes out and makes a speech ripping the country in two yeah and then like a psychopath three days later Mm -hmm. he'll come out and be like yeah and hey why why can't we get along (laughs) y'all right it's incredible it really is small town girl tweets they act like the J6 shaman is John Wick and can take down the Capitol Police single-handed. Yeah, yeah. Sons of Thunder, 42. On the day I eventually perish, I want people to blame the insurrectionists on January 6th for my demise. Uh, Tamara B. To the government officials condemning Tucker Carlson for showing the footage from J6. Have you heard about the First Amendment? Free speech. Free press. Very alarming. The president and senators trying to shut down the free press. It, sure that's because they can't win the argument, and they know it. And they've had the control of this narrative about January 6th for two and a half years now. And they're, they're starting to lose their grip on that because there's, again, 40,000 hours of footage from the Steve 42. Uh, the whole thing makes you wonder about how four police officers committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Were they going to come forward with some information? Were they going to be the whistleblowers? Mm-hmm. It's a great point. Mm. 16 tortoise-sized meteor? Okay, 16 tortoises now. Okay. 
Uh, they could put it in one of those little sticks, and we'll put it in the computer. Pat Gray, the boomerest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, well. I do know it's a flash drive. <laughs> You do know I'm just being flippant. Right? No, no. You know, as a you boomer. Okay. My goodness, man. Right. I'm Gen X, but my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter, I, she says everything I do. She's like, okay, boomer. Or That is so or, insulting. Or, I just oh, I hate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. Or she'll say something like, uh, wow, that is so boomer. Plus, you're not a boomer, are exactly. you? Exactly. And I make this very clear to her. Are you Gen X? Yeah. And I yeah. say, I, make some, I have some boomer tendencies, yes, but <laughs> does it make me a boomer? Now, go to your room. Clean it up again. It is clean. Clean it again. I don't care. And wash behind your ears. Yes. Senator Tom Cotton had the director of national intelligence, Avril Haines, in front of him, and he asked her about some lethal threats to Americans. I bet that went really well. Here's, Here's what happened. On page 33, you write, transnational, racially, or ethnically motivated violent extremists continue to pose the most lethal threat to U.S. persons and interests. Are you serious? <laughs> you seriously think that racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists are the most lethal threat that Americans face? Asinine. So, yes, sir, in, in terms uh, of the number of people killed or wounded as a consequence. How many people were killed by racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists in the United States last year? I don't have the exact number for you right here, but uh-huh. I will get it for you. Okay. How many people were killed by fentanyl in the United States last yeah, year? Right. As you know, it's over 100,000 for fentanyl. But so wait, isn't that no. a more lethal threat? <laughs> Absolutely, but it's not being compared against fentanyl in that statement. Oh, it's it's okay, in the context okay. of terrorist threat. Okay. Uh-huh. Got it? Huh. It's not it's different, see? <laughs> Unreal. So she hasn't... That's not mm. even what she's there to discuss. Yeah. Yet she knows off the top of her head it's more than 100,000 deaths to fentanyl. Yeah. But she's there to make the case that domestic terrorism... Is the worst. Is the most lethal. lethal Yet she threat. doesn't have those numbers. I know that is. What? That's ludicrous. I swear. Come on. This is. We're... Then uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray was asked about the tracking of illegal aliens in the country. Mm-hmm. Surely we're we're, tracking we're not able to threats. keep tabs on every single person who comes in. Yeah. Certainly, oh. we have all sorts of investigations into certain people uh, oh, okay. who get in, and we try to work very hard on both sides of the border to prevent. To support uh, DHS's efforts and, and to some extent, our neighbors south of the border from preventing them from coming in. Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. There's your, I mean, you can't be expected to track no. the, the, all the terrorists threats that are coming all in All the here. terrorists that are coming into the country? We can't track them all. What do you want from <laughs> us? What do you think I am? The federal government? There's way too many. What is this? The FBI? No. Well, wait. Yes. Yes, we are. But we still can't track all the terrorists coming across our border. Uh, it's... What a world gone mad. You know, I, and you reminded me there when you said, what are we, the FBI? Like, I could see Christopher Ray saying, look, you're going to have to talk to ICE because they're the Damn. ones. That, because that is all a KJP press conference is, is just deferring to another department. Yeah, defer and deflect. Yeah. Let me get you in touch with somebody who also won't answer this question because it's uncomfortable for us. Um, but, uh, yeah, call the NSA on that one or the... Uh, the FBI, the CIA, we, the NCAA. I mean, I, I don't care. Just don't ask me questions because it's, it's just my job to answer your questions. But I'm not going to, because I'm the worst press secretary in the history of <laughs> you the know, world. You know, and I thought she was getting at the end of her rope with the classified documents being uh, found, mm-hmm. and I thought she's done. 
she's walking away from this because one of her the way she started to answer questions one day I could just tell she was distancing herself oh, yeah. from Biden. But now, nah, nah, she's she's perfect for this administration as far as just repeating their their lies. And well, so they're all lying incompetence, all of them. All I mean, look at the people they nominate. They're. There hasn't been a single one who's qualified for the job they've been nominated to do. Yeah, yeah. The FCC weirdo, uh, she has pulled withdrawn. out. Thank yeah. goodness, because jeez. Uh, but they'll they'll nominate somebody just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. Well, then then you just hope you ride out the storm as long as possible, and then mm-hmm. hopefully there's a change in the guard. Yeah, we're not. It's not happening. <laughs> That's all we can do, though, is ride the storm out. Mm-hmm. On a full moon night and. Rocky oh. Mountain winter, and you know, I ain't missing a thing. You're not going with riders on the storm? No. Oh, no, sorry. REO over the doors okay. every time for me. Uh, the focus uh, was also on Afghanistan. Jeez, we got to show you this, because if you remember back when we withdrew from Afghanistan, what's that been, a year and a half, almost two yeah, years now? August of 21. Mm-hmm. So the claim from the biden administration biden himself in fact was that nobody could have done it any better we did as good a job as you can possibly do with that surprisingly some people who were there disagree with that for instance lieutenant colonel uh retired lieutenant colonel david scott mann he wouldn't say any of this of course if he was still in the service but he wants to make sure we don't forget how botched that effort was This whole thing has been a gutting experience. I never imagined I would witness the kind of gross abandonment followed by career-preserving silence of senior leaders, military, and civilian. As a result of the way that we've left Afghanistan, we're on the front end of a national security crisis as 27 violent extremist groups are now operating on former NATO security bases with Taliban top cover. Oh my gosh. And I think we're on the front end of a mental health tsunami. As 73% of our Afghan war veterans say they feel betrayed by how this war ended. How many? 70- Calls to the VA hotline wow. have spiked 81% in the first year since yeah. the Afghan withdrawal, and they keep coming. Man, yeah. tw- 27 different groups operating on former NATO bases, that we said? I mean, that is, he's right. We are on the front end of yet a whole new pandora's box of terror yeah and that that wasn't the guy i was thinking of i was thinking of this uh marine corps sergeant tyler vargas andrews um he explained this is kind of love it i want to play the whole thing because uh it's it's astounding and he explained uh how he wanted to take out the suicide bomber from that horrible day when a suicide bomber blew up 13 of our marines at the kabul airport so here's what he had to say He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, then Sergeant Charles Schilling, and another. The anomaly in the crowd, who was clean-shaven and fit the description exactly, traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looking up at our position through the crowd. The older of the two wore a black silky hijab that was covering his face most of the time. They both had obvious mannerisms that go along with who we believed him to be. They handed out small cards to the crowd periodically, and the older man sat calmly and seemingly coached the bomber. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an IED attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Oh. Do not engage. Oh my I requested gosh. for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. 
While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. <clears throat> About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor. <clears throat> came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. <clears throat> we found the interpreter and his brother born with American passports. They told us, five, told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two-foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed. <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. The crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings mm. shrapnel. <clears throat> I tried to get up but could not. Laying there for a few minutes, I started to lose consciousness. When I heard Chaz, my team leader, screaming my name as he ran to me, his voice, <clears throat> his voice calling to me kept me awake. When he got to me, he dragged me to safety and immediately started triaging me, tying tourniquets on my limbs and doing anything he could to stop the bleeding and start plugging wounds with the help of the other Marines. I was awake through most of it, screaming, moaning, and cursing. Please ask, uh, <clears throat> I ask you to please ask me about getting shot at the tower in Abbey Gate and how no one wanted my report post-blast. Even NCIS and the FBI failed to interview me. Mm. Ask me to elaborate on my ordeal post-blast and ask me about this one little girl and her family that I reunited. Our military members 
and veterans deserve our best because that is what we give to America. The withdrawal, <clears throat> the withdrawal was a catastrophe in my opinion, and there was an ex inexcusable lack of accountability and negligence. Yeah. The 11 Marines, one sailor, <clears throat> and one soldier that were murdered that day have not been answered for. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak. It's really hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't want to hear it. The And, and there, there's why. Um, they don't care. They don't care. And they don't want to hear that they did anything wrong because they accept no personal responsibility. And this is the photo of him checking his watch when those heroes came back to this country in caskets. Catastrophe is too nice a word for what occurred in Afghanistan during their withdrawal. You know, we send these guys over there to do a job for us, to protect our country, and then we don't let them do it. whole thing could have been prevented. They could have shot him right there on the spot and stopped this attack before it killed 13 of our finest. It's just so despicable. And they continue to get away with it, and they continue to say that it was as good a job as anybody could have ever done and they continue to lay the blame elsewhere and they continue not to accept one ounce of responsibility or have any accountability for anything for any disaster that they're responsible for and they're responsible for all of them all the disasters that have occurred in the last couple of years it's absolutely shameful it's all the biden administration it is, it, it's way beyond shameful. I mean, there's no words in English yeah. to describe the outrage you feel and the incompetence and uh, sheer buffoonery of this administration. Wow. Heartbreaking. Uh, to anybody who has served this country, thank you so much for your service. Yes. Pray for uh, better actions on the part of our leader because you don't deserve what they're giving you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, let me take one minute to tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorms. This is something that if you've got uh, smells in your home, order or odors that won't go away. I don't know why I keep trying to make orders out of <laughs> odors, but but if you've got you know impurities in your air. Maybe you're getting sick a lot from mold and mildew and bacteria and viruses that are floating around. Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifiers. They use, they use Oxy technology, which sends out O3 molecules into the air and seeks out and destroys all that stuff. Doesn't just cover it up, mask it with perfumes, which I can't take. Uh, it destroys them. So if you want your home to feel and smell fresh and clean, please uh, take advantage of this special offer right now where you get three units for under 200 bucks. Compare that to about 600 or more for, for other similar products. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code PAT and save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAT. Shipping is free. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Some tweets here. Uh, Jeffy's mother in the moon <laughs> tweets. I wonder how many people are going to die from insurrection this year. Oh, my goodness. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, too soon. I am blessed. Tweets. Bernie isn't going to run for president. How many How many more houses does an 84-year-old need? 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, especially an 84-year-old socialist <laughs> who seems to be quite wealthy and doing doing pretty nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Werner, Sanders will run for sure. <laughs> so a little difference of opinion here uh, in 2024. For by doing so, he will probably get enough to pay off uh, enough payoff to buy another piece of property or another nice mansion. <laughs> awesome. Again, the socialist hypocrites. It's funny uh, how that works for them. Isn't you know? it? Yeah, it huh. is. Freedom Unicorn, as if it couldn't get more weird, a friend of mine saw Bernie at Kohl's the other week in Vermont. Oh, cool. And he was wearing a mask there. Oh, Must have had some Kohl's cash to burn. <laughs> Call it like I see it. Tweets, of course, they can't track all the illegals. Sometimes it's dark. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's weird uh, how that happens. Almost every day, you know, gets dark. Uh-huh. Joe Cool Snoopy. FBI can't track illegals, but they certainly can track their own United States citizens. They can and do. Ape Lincoln. Hey, boomers. I've been faxing the show with no reply or live reads. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's... <laughs> uh... Jimmy Dimples, God be with Sergeant Vargas Andrews. I wonder if this nation really deserves service from someone like him. Yeah, you, I mean, right now, I don't even want to answer that question. <sighs> hey, some good news from the Biden administration because they're so great and they continue to do things that you just sit back and you think, wow, thank you for putting us first. Okay, I like don't good you think news. That? I, I like good news. That's yeah, what, yeah, I thought yeah. you sold this. So, uh-huh. so I'm waiting for the payoff. Good news Thursday. So how about a 25% tax and i guess this is additional on billionaires how about that this is their budget proposal yeah (laughs) how about uh doubling capital gains from 20 to 39.9 percent so essentially 40 percent okay it's going from 20 to 40 percent on capital gains why is that a problem why you don't want people to pay their fair share capital gains tax is a double tax you've already paid taxes on it and now you're getting money back from your investments and uh, you're taxed again the the last century of the american educational system has so dumbed down this society Mm -hmm. that they can't even grasp what you just said i know you get paid you pay taxes on that then you take that money after it's been taxed right you invest Invest it somewhere you make money because you get a good decision good job on you getting the the benefit there the capital gains but now you're punished because you got more money and so we're going to have to tax that at 40%, even though you already paid 40% in the first place. Oh. Oh. Okay. And, and they'll hear this and they'll be like, oh, cool. Yeah. You got to tax the rich. Yeah. If they benefited from our society, from our, our system, then they, they should... drove on the roads, didn't they? Yeah. They should totally pay. <sighs> the farmers are raising the food that they eat, right? Uh. Oh, man. It's over, man. It'll raise taxes for income earners over $400,000 to 39.6%. And it raises the corporate tax rate from 21 to 28%. Let's make it as unfriendly as possible for people to do business in this country. Yeah. Let's force their hand that they need to move out of this nation and go overseas somewhere. If companies have to pay a higher tax rate, you don't think they're going to... Eliminate jobs. We've passed the savings on to you. You don't think that they're going to give you a smaller pay raise if one at all? Mm-hmm. They've got to pay this tax. Mm-hmm. And so guess who's going to hurt? It's going to be those that are employed by these companies. This is such insanity. And speaking of all this, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell was in front of the Senate yesterday. Senator Elizabeth Warren, we haven't heard from him in a while. 
She's not happy at likely interest rate hikes and uh, what that would do to unemployment. Here's what she said. We are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And putting two million people out of work is just part of the cost and they just have to bear it. Will, they, will, will working people well, be better off if, if we just walk away from our jobs and, and inflation remains well, 5 let 6 percent? Let me ask you about what happens if you do this. Since the end of World War II, there have been 12 times in which the unemployment rate has increased by one percentage point within one year, exactly what you're aiming to do right now. How many of those times did the U.S. economy avoid falling into a recession? You know, it's it's not as black and white as it very Just very. Just looking at the numbers, it actually yeah, no, is no. pretty black. Alan Blinder's written a book on this. And, there have and been twelve <laughs> times that we've seen a one point increase in the in the unemployment rate in a year. That's exactly what your Fed report has put out as the projection and the plan based on how you're going to keep raising these interest rates. How many times did the economy fail? to fall into a recession after doing that out of 12 times. I think the number is zero. I think the number is zero. That's exactly <laughs> right. Ta-da! <laughs> in other words, yeah. yeah. He, he's not the unemployment guy. He's the inflation guy. Yeah. So Exactly. <laughs> boy. So she, John Kennedy, who we, we played a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> I'm becoming a lately. John Kennedy stan here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're fans. Yeah. I mean, the guy's really smart, and he's good, and he's funny. And yesterday, he really pinned this guy down on uh, how we're going to fix this economy and what does it, the measures you're taking to fix it, what are the unintended or even intended consequences that we're going to have to put up with? Check this out. You're raising interest rates. You're raising interest rates to slow the economy, are you not? Yes, to cool the economy yes. off. Oh, okay. Um, and one of the mm -hmm. ways you measure your success other than fluctuation in gross domestic product is the unemployment rate. Mm. Is it not? Yes, one of the measures. Okay. So in effect, this, I'm not being critical. When you're slowing the economy, you're trying to put people out of work. That's your job, is it not? <laughs> not really. We're trying to we're trying to restore price stability. <laughs> no, um, you're trying you're trying to raise not, not the wages. you're trying to raise the unemployment rate. There are and, so and there that are a lot mean, of that mean I know you don't like the phrase, <laughs> so let me strike it. You're trying to raise the unemployment rate, are you not? No, we're not trying to raise it. We're trying to realign supply and demand, which could happen through a bunch of channels. Like, for example, uh, you know, just job openings. All right, job let me, openings let me could... put it another way, okay? <laughs> the economists did a, did a wonderful study. They looked at, at, at 10 disinflationary periods in America going all the way back to the 1950s. Disinflation is what you're trying to do. It's a slowing in the rate of inflation. Am I right? Yes. In other words, prices don't go down. They just don't go up as fast. Deflation is when prices actually go down. You're trying to achieve disinflation, are you not? Yes, we are. Okay. Based on history, in the 10 times that we got inflation down, disinflation since the 1950s, in order to reduce inflation by 2%, unemployment had to go up 3.6%. Now, that's history, is it not? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but yes, the standard has been that there have been recessions and downturns when okay. the Fed has tried to reduce inflation. Now, right now, the, the current inflation rate is 6.4%, and the current unemployment rate is 3.4%. Now, if history is right, I'm not asking you to, 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 again, blame anybody, but if history is right, 
unless you get some help, in order to get inflation down from 6.4% to, let's say, 4.4%, and the unemployment rate is going to have to rise to 7% based on history. <laughs> That's what the record would say. Okay. And wow. to get inflation down to 2.2% yeah. based on history, uh-huh. an immutable fact, <laughs> unemployment would have to go to 10.6%. Oh, no. Would it not? Oh, no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's what the record shows. That's what the history shows. Yeah, I, I don't think that kind of a number is, is at all in play I mean, here. I, I know uh-huh. you're reluctant to admit it, yeah. and you don't want to get in the middle of a policy uh, dispute. Right. But I think it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. It's undeniable that the only way we're going to get this sticky inflation down is to attack it on the monetary side, which you're doing, and on the fiscal side, which means Congress has got to reduce the rate of growth of spending and reduce reduce mm. the rate of growth of, of debt accumulation. Now, I get that you don't want to get in the middle of that fight. Mm-hmm. But the more we help on the fiscal side, the fewer people you're going to have to put out of work. Isn't that a fact? Uh, yes. Please answer. Good work out there, right? Sir, it could work out that way. Oh, no. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank oh, you, sir. Kennedy, Senator Reed of Rhode Island's okay, recognized. Okay, <laughs> so do, do you want lower prices or do you want a job? Which do you want? Wow. And yeah. that, he got to the heart of the matter. So much so yeah. that Powell couldn't deny any of yeah. it. Really? Yeah. And that, just for the record, I'm 99% sure that that was before Elizabeth Warren. She was picking, piggybacking off of John Kennedy's okay. setup there. Yeah. Um, I can't find it right now. But I just heard it this morning. There is one economist who says, okay, we are days away from a massive crash, huge recession. Oh, geez. Stocks are going to go down by 50%. What? And I can't. I don't think. I don't think he was saying that they're going to wow. go down like overnight by fifty percent. But like that's going to be this massive correction. But he said within days it's going to officially be a recession or something. I can't find what I heard. But anyway, so uh, we'll meet you back here uh, next week and see <laughs> see how things are going, huh? See how accurate that prediction is. Oh, hopefully goodness. not. Yeah. Accurate. Wow. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. By now you've heard of Patriot Mobile. By now you, I know you've thought a million times. Yeah, you know what? I should stop paying these companies to oppose everything I believe in. I should switch to Patriot Mobile, but ah, the hassle. Well, they're taking all the hassle out of it. They now offer service with all three major networks. So that means if you're with the big three right now, you like their service, but you hate their values, you can access them through Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Uh, Patriot Mobile, man, they've been doing such great things, and the left has definitely taken note of it, and they can't stand them. Uh, So there's another point in their favor. The left hates them. (laughs) So uh, check out Patriot Mobile. Take the action now. There's no reason not to. They also have 100% U.S.-based customer service. So their team makes it really easy to switch. Go to patriotmobile.com slash pad, or you can call 878-PATRIOT. Okay? Patriotmobile.com slash pad, or call 878-PATRIOT. Right now, you get free activation when you use the offer code PAT. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. 
888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Hero Elita tweets, my brother was in the Corps. His unit was one of the first ones after 9-11. Immediately after he got home from his mission. As soon as, he, as, soon as I heard about the withdrawal, it went straight to, to, to him to check on him. He felt absolutely betrayed and was angry. Yeah, I can imagine. Holy smoke, 1776. Democrats claim to care about Americans, but can't pick up a phone when things are bad. From Bad Engineer, most people don't pay or even know what capital gains taxes are. I think that's probably true. And that's why there's very little, if any, pushback on it. But if you're, you know, if if you got investments and you're seeing some ROI on them, then... You do care. You're going to tax me at not just 20%, but 40 And by the way, capital gains is what many, many, many billionaires live off. You know, they don't usually don't draw salaries at that stage. People like Warren Buffett. And, and that's why he can claim, well, my secretary pays higher taxes than I do. No, she doesn't. But <laughs> what, what he's doing is comparing apples to oranges, I'm guessing. That is, capital gains tax percentage was maybe 20% and maybe her income tax percentage was 25%. Well, that's because that's the first tax she's paying. Capital gains is the double tax on it. So here's a thought, Pat. Yes. You've got the proposal, the budget proposal from the Biden administration wanting to double the capital gains from 20 to 40%. Mm -hmm. Just, just, you know how easily spooked the market is. Yeah, just on this rumor alone. Oh yeah, it could. It people could are going to start cashing in. Yeah, so that they don't no doubt. get hit with this. You know, starting Jan one or whatever it is. You know. Yeah. So it's going to be a self fulfilling prophecy as you just start seeing the Dow Jones between now and the end of the year, That's... or until they get this thing figured out. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. From Zelda Lilbert ten, when a refi goes from three and a quarter percent to seven and three quarters percent in two years, that's severe inflation in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're trying to sell a house. Uh, Putin on a Ritz. My prediction? Sexual misconduct allegations will be brought out against Tucker Carlson by the end of this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's their game. That's what they do. Yep, we gotta, we gotta isolate him and discredit him. Jeez. And so, yeah, absolutely. They are right now combing through every... And remember, yeah, there, there was a time where he talked about how he knew the government had access to his communications and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going through everything right now. They're going to figure out something to make it stick, or going to try to, I should say. God, man, I just hope he's uh, protected right now. Oh, yeah. Because the slings and arrows. My gosh, Tucker. Yeah. Hang on, man. Don't envy him this. Hang on, buddy. Uh, pop singer Cindy Lauper. If you're a fan, <laughs> uh, you may not be for long. She, uh... She said this week that the GOP-led laws banning transgender surgeries on children are just like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Wait, I thought we weren't supposed to do that. Well, she's probably a Democrat. Oh, okay, so, so she gets fine. a pass. Okay, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. I got you. You're right. Yep. She said Republicans are pushing legislation that ban biological males from women's sports, prevent children from undergoing gender transitioning sur- surgery, and forcing people to use bathrooms of their desired gender was similar to Nazis weeding people out. <laughs> this is the hill these people the want to die on. Unadulterated stupidity is just incomprehensible. I know. Uh... <laughs> Why don't you go back to your psoriasis commercials or whatever it is <laughs> and, and leave us alone, Putin. Okay. All right. 
Equality for everybody or nobody's really equal, she said. This is how Hitler started. Just weeding everybody out. Okay, all right. Oh, I can't. Stop. Oh, they prove their stupidity these every day with these celebrities. Cindy Lauper. Do you remember Chelsea uh, Handler from a couple of weeks ago? I didn't know. And this is true. Mm-hmm. No. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. Okay. So these are the people we're listening to? <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> okay. Y'all keep, you know, part of us wants them to shut up and part of us wants to keep talking because that's some entertainment value right there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of entertaining, uh, here is a an Oklahoma state representative who just, well, here's what she said. I'm not 100% no, sure no, not why this one. I'm being no, no. This is cut... Uh, 12, right? Uh, yes, cut 12. DEI. Diversity, That's, uh, equity... That's very uh, disturbing, to say the least, uh-huh. when we have, again, a state superintendent who does not want to have anything to do with diversity, equity, inclusion. DEI is in deity. Diversity, uh, equity, inclusion is God. Oh. I'm sorry. Wait for your bait. I'm, I'm sorry, what? How about that? There's somebody who just said the quiet part out loud. How many times have we said, this is a religion to these people? DEI is God. Proof positive. DEI. Diversity, equity, Mm -hmm. inclusion is God. God. (laughs) I don't know how much clearer you can get that this is their new religion. Uh, This is the evil that is filling their minds and spilling out of their mouths. This is why she's only Oklahoma state representative, because... Uh, you can't, when you get to the national scene, they don't want you spouting off like that. What hurts is the reddest state, like Oklahoma, has, has somebody a, that extreme a in office? representative that, yeah. that has enough people that'll elect somebody like that. I know. Oh, come on now. Wow. Oh, gosh. Okay. D-E-I is God. And, well, it is to them. It really is. Yeah. Quiet part out loud. Absolutely right. Talk yeah. about a nation worshiping false idols. Mm-hmm. I mean, we forget sometimes because there's not some stone image created that we know of to diversity, equity, and inclusion. But in their minds, there certainly is. I mean, they're sacrificing the rest of us on the altar of this DEI bull crap every single day. So I, I actually appreciate her saying that mm. because it, it's better that we know the truth yeah. and who these people really are, right? Yeah, and you talk about, you know, the wokeism of the left being a religion. Mm-hmm. Well, don't actually pray to a god, though, Pat. Don't don't pray to God himself. No, um, well, we'll, we'll arrest you for that. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Unless that god is the stone image of diversity, I equity, see. and yeah. inclusion. That's the one you can, can pray to. But yeah, if you pray okay. to the god, then, oh, bro. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, they, nope. Because, you know, we had the lady who was arrested for praying silently in front of an abortion clinic. Was and, that in Canada? Uh, no, no that was in, here, wasn't it? No, it was in England. Oh, England. And okay. so that was just that's a local right. ordinance, right? Well, okay. Parliament has said, nah, we're going to make that a national law now. So that's what they've done. No. And So you can't pray in or near or around or no. across the street from? No, no. They tried to get a carve wow. out for, you know, praying around abortion clinics. And the Parliament <laughs> said, nah. Don't think so. And so Banning uh, the prayers. Thought, thought police are in full force in Britain for sure. Do they did they have a specific distance you have to be from the clinic? Uh oh boy, I don't know what it is now. Interesting. Um, it's I don't know, probably how far is a meter? I don't know. 
I don't know. That could be a mile yeah. or it could be an Who inch. Who knows? I don't and maybe that's know. probably no the issue here. It's not the praying. It's that they just don't know how to <laughs> measure distances it's properly. It's a damn metric system which takes you down all these roads. Yeah. It's uh oh, man. it's I mean it's everywhere you on every front, man. Can't pray outside an abortion and, and if you're standing there, right? Let's just say you're closing wow. your eyes. Let's just say you're not even closing your eyes. If you're just standing there and it's too close to the abortion clinic, yeah. You got some explaining to do because they want to know what were you just thinking? What were you doing? Were you pr- were you meditate? Oh, meditate! Oh, you can meditate all you want. Just don't be praying. I it's this world's nuts. You can't make it up, and it's not coming back. If you made it up, you'd be considered a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> More Packer Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed. All right, in the midst of all this insanity, I'll give you some good news. Somebody who puts a little perspective into things. This is great. Charles Barkley, every once in a while, he makes some really good sense. There's a, you know, Nikola uh, Jokic has won the MVP award the last two years in the NBA. I think 2021 and 2022 took, took the most valuable player award. See the Bucks? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. Um, and so... He's up for it again, and uh, <laughs> Kendrick Perkins is wondering why a white guy Ooh. is up for the award. And it's here. here's the problem. It's only because these white people who vote will only vote for white people. So that's his contention. And others. Others jump in. Yeah, that's right. Racism in the NBA. That's why only 85% of the players are black. Okay. <laughs> All righty. So Charles Barkley made the point uh if white voters want to vote only for white guys why has a white guy only won the mvp award five times <laughs> in the last 30 years oh, no. don't be <laughs> dropping facts into a discussion man yeah, that's you know just better unf- than this. that's unfair you can't do that <laughs> Nice to see a little bit of common sense in there. It's just, that's great. That is good. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Wow, that shows you how much I keep oh, okay. up with the NBA. Yeah, Whatever. me too. I was thinking of the the guy from Greece uh, whose name I can't pronounce. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of vowels. Yeah, I kind of gave up on the NBA a while ago. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's so clear that it's not racist. Mm-hmm that it, somebody finally pointed out the absurdity of it all. Uh, usually people just sit there and go, yeah, yeah right, racist nation, that's what we are. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, slap me across the face. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Slap me across the face again. Uh, incredible. But uh, back to the fun of the uh, rest of the world. <laughs> Apparently, Ivy League school, Columbia, has just permanently dropped the SAT and ACT admissions requirements. So you don't have to take the test anymore. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I don't test well, so I could probably get in, right? Yeah. Can absolutely. I get in there? I'm sure. Good. Isn't it? Well, no. You're Wait. white. I'm sorry. Oh, you're white. no. Wait. That's not mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I know. The Morningside Heights Institution first dropped its test score requirement at the beginning of the pandemic when testing sites shuttered. And the measure had been extended through next school year's admissions cycle. Uh, according to the college paper, the Columbia Spectator, Spectator uh, the decision was rooted in the belief that students are dynamic, multifaceted individuals who cannot be defined by a single factor. Well, was it ever a single factor? Or did you look at their grades through high school 
you know, some of their extracurricular activities and the SAT or ACT. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that possible that it wasn't just that? Our review is purposeful and nuanced, <laughs> respecting various backgrounds, voices, and experiences. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Experience. Well, it's the DEI, yes, which, of course, is. is God to them. <laughs> That's right. In order to best determine an applicant's suitability for admission and ability to thrive in our curriculum and community and to advance access to our educational opportunities. Yes, indeed. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. I love it. That's going to be what they base everything on now. They already are. At Harvard, they decided that, man, we got too many Asians here. Oh, wow. Asians you might recognize as a minority group in this country, but there were too many of them, and so we're going to stop bringing Asians into the school. <laughs> did, they, did they have to make room for more um, annoying soy boys like David Hogg, who are white, I'd like to point out? Oh, right. I, probably. What, on what probably. basis did he get in other than just, yeah, we agree with him on gun control? Yeah, I, I don't know. Insanity. It, it really is. <laughs> so sad. And speaking of elite educational facilities, a Georgetown law student wrote a piece last week. Um, Here's some of the excerpts from that. It's William Spruance, and he wrote, For questioning COVID restrictions, Georgetown Law suspended me from campus, forced me to undergo a psychiatric evaluation, required me to waive my right to medical confidentiality. Uh, I'm sorry, we've got HIPAA laws in this country. Do we? Yeah, supposedly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know anymore. And threatened to report me to the State Bar Association. The dean of students claimed that I posed, quote, a risk to the public health of the university. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is bad. This is so bad. In August 2021, Georgetown Law returned to in-person learning after 17 months of virtual learning. The school announced a series of new policies for the school year. There was a vaccine requirement later to be supplemented with booster mandates, of course. Students were required to wear masks on campus, and drinking water was banned in the classroom. Yeah. It's insanity, right? Because, I mean, heaven forbid you pull your mask down for a nanosecond to take a sip of water. Get out! Yeah, I mean, it's insane. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Uh, Dean, Bill Treanor, announced a new anonymous hotline called Law Compliance for community members to report dissidents who dare to quench their thirst or free their vaccinated nostrils. Yeah, don't, don't be breathing. Don't you dare take a breath. Meanwhile, faculty members were exempt from the requirement, though the school never explained what factors caused their heightened powers of immunity. Aha! So look at that. Superhumans are the teachers. Okay, so the guy writes, Shortly thereafter, I received a no- notification from law compliance that I had been identified as non-compliant for letting... The mask fall beneath my nose. I had a meeting with the Dean of Students, Mitch Balin, to discuss my insubordination, and I tried to voice my concerns about the irrationality of the school's policies. And, by the way, the inconsistency. What about the faculty? Why? I mean, are they in a cone of protection or something? So just understand the the situation there. It's Columbia, right? I'm sorry, Georgetown Law. Yeah, this is Georgetown. So, So... the faculty never had to get the the, the life saving vaccine mm-hmm. that is so important for all the students yeah. to get, but the students can't even pull their masks down in class to take a sip of water. Right. This is absolute madness. It's so madness. Ah. He had no answers to my simple questions, but assured me 
that he, quote, understood my frustration, okay. under, unquote. Well, that's good. Yeah. That helps a lot. Yeah, when you understand you understanding my, me. Yeah. My frustration, that's great. You see me. <laughs> you see me. I, I feel so seen. It's like when you when you call a customer service uh, representative and they're like in some third world country on the other side of the globe where it's already tomorrow and they're reading through their big book of answers like KJP with the headset on at the desk and you, you mm-hmm. bitch about something on the phone and then they're just like, okay, sir, I understand your concern. Oh, Oh, good. Well, then that's a good start, I guess. Actually, <laughs> then I feel fine. I need a solution. I don't need you just to understand it. Can we make progress here? <sighs> so he says, I arrived at the meeting with curiosity. I had no interest in banging my fists and causing a commotion. I just wanted to know the reasoning, the rational, rational basis that law schools so often discuss behind our school's policies. Yeah, that's an interesting point, too, because keep in mind, it is a law school mm-hmm. where you're going to be arguing. That's the whole point. Yeah. Reason and logic and basic points. So Education in this country is done. There were four simple questions, he says. What was the goal of the school's COVID policy? Zero COVID, flatten the curve. Number two, what was the limiting principle to that goal? What were the what, trade-offs? Number three, what metrics would the community need to reach for the school to remove its mask mandate? That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. And number four, how can you explain the contradictions in your policy? For example, how could... The virus be so dangerous that we can't take a sip of water, but it's safe enough that we were required to be present. And why are faculty exempt from masking requirements? Mm -hmm. I delivered the brief speech without a mask, standing 15 feet away from the nearest person. I awaited a response to my questions, but I realized this wasn't about facts or data, premises or conclusions. This was about power and image. Absolutely. I missed that the first go around. The, 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 the faculty and staff don't even have to wear masks. I knew they didn't have yeah. to get the vaccine. They don't right. even have to wear masks. But again, you can't take a sip of water out from under your mask if you're a student. I mean, if they... if Nuts. It's, it's nuts. I appreciate this guy taking a stand. And I appreciate Me his too. words. However, bro, you should have left there yeah, for sure. a long time ago and gone somewhere else. And it's sad because Georgetown Law is one of the most prestigious law schools in the country, maybe the world. And uh, he probably... You know, wants that on his resume, wants that diploma hanging on his wall when he's practicing law. But, I mean, there are just some things that you do on principle. Mm -hmm. Nobody cared about my points regarding rationality. They cared that I had been reading from the wrong script. Even worse, not wearing a mask had been more objectionable wardrobe malfunction than Janet Jackson's (laughs) Super Bowl performance. It's amazing that's still being referenced. What Mm -hmm. was that, 2004? Uh, Nor did they care about public health. The week of September 19th, 2021, when I gave the speech, Georgetown Law administered 1,002 COVID deaths. Two came back positive. A positivity rate of less than 0.2%. The students were predominantly under 30 and all had received school-mandated shots for COVID. Fentanyl, traffic accidents, and random acts of violence from the city's homeless were far more dangerous to (laughs) law school students. Uh, Banning water seemed severe, too. Forcing healthy young adults to get shots that they did not want seemed intrusive. Yeah, it does seem intrusive. If the school was willing to implement those policies to mitigate the effects of the virus, then why should it stop there? Two days later, when the Dean of Students, Mitch Balin, informed me that I was indefinitely suspended from the campus, uh, Balin told me that I had had to submit a psychiatric you had to submit to a psychiatric evaluation. You're crazy because you don't want to wear a mask. Get out of my face, man. <sighs> oh, no. 
voluntarily waive my right to medical confidentiality. Can you even do that with the HIPAA laws? And that the school could discuss the incidents with state bar associations if I ever hope to practice law. Wow. Wow. All because you asked questions at a law school. We're threatening your future career. It just shows. Among other things. Shows where we are right now. These liberal elites, man, I tell you, they have gone off the deep end. Dean Balin told me I would have to attend hearings and provide written, written statements on why I'd asked my questions in order to secure permission to return to campus. Additionally, I had to provide a statement explaining why you no longer pose a risk to the community of defying that policy or otherwise creating risks of distru- disruptions and risks to the public health. <laughs> wow. I mean, this goes on and on. Yeah, it does. It's- uh, does he reach a conclusion here? What did he finally do? Uh, he was banished. And I, so I guess he just couldn't go back to the law school. I don't know where we're at on that, actually. I'm going to look into that because that is phenomenal. That is, I mean, you know, these things are believable now. It's not unbelievable because it happens every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Multiple times a day. So you got that going on, but you know, they, they push these masks forever in, in states and municipalities and now still at law schools. To the point where now the, the city of New York and Eric Adams and the police chief there are like, yeah, you need to make sure people take their masks off before they come into your businesses because this crime is getting out of control of people just coming in. Too much you, theft. You can't identify them. And, uh, yeah, right. We said this two years ago, man. Yeah, we did. Oh. Used to be a problem when people walked into a bank with a mask. Yeah, right, right. And so, <laughs> so understand what I'm saying. It, it wasn't that long ago in New York City where you weren't allowed in a store with a mask on and now they want it so that you're not allowed in a store if you have one on, if you have one on, they want help us. It's I know. Me. It's just I know madness, man. So you got the mask. All you need now is a weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, a gun, a knife. Speaking of which, LifeSite News just posted a story that discusses how gun violence gets a lot of attention, but abortion kills two times more human times. beings. Oh, 20, twenty. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a zero there. Twenty times. Yeah. Okay, two times. I thought. Six, wow, yeah. two. That's not. Printer's acting up. I mm-hmm. guess. Twenty. There we go. 20, 20 times more human I beings mean, every year than guns. And yeah, the left goes nuts on guns, right? But, yeah. oh, abortion. Oh, my gosh. No, they abortion's go nuts great. You, they go nuts if you try to take that away or even just kind of minimize it. That's why there's preborn. Um, overturning Roe v. Wade was huge. But let's not forget, day after day, young women, scared young women, who don't think they have any options, are choosing abortion. And that's why the preborn network clinics exist. And they've already rescued over two over two hundred thousand babies. Uh, the majority of the women who come to their clinics are being pressured to have the abortion. So what preborn does is seek these women out and just show them, and they show them a, an ultrasound. And once once the mother sees the ultrasound, they're twice as likely to then choose life. I don't I don't understand how it's not even higher than that because you see, okay, there's a human being inside. That you hear the heartbeat. You see the ultrasound. It makes a huge difference. Please help. Help them continue their ministry and to save babies' lives. $28 buys an ultrasound for a woman. Uh, and then, of course, once they choose life, then ultra, then preborn goes into action to help them with all kinds of other things. Diapers, a place to live, clothing, all of that stuff. And they do that free of charge, and that's where your donations come in. $28 buys an ultrasound. 144 would buy five. But whatever you can do, they would appreciate greatly. 
So dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash pad. That's preborn.com slash pad. Matt Gray is unleashed. I mean, we were right about everything, were we not? Yes. <laughs> yes. In a word, yes. Got this. Uh, there was a tweet last week from Cat Turd. Yeah, Cat Turd too. Yeah. <laughs> and this says it all. Yeah, I mean, this pretty is pretty effic- effectively. Yep. We were right about the lab leak. Okay, that's obvious now. We were right about natural immunity. We were right about masks. We were right about lockdowns. We were right about the vaccines. Right about the boosters. We were right about them faking COVID numbers. All of this has been admitted now. In addition to being right about the deadly hospital protocol. We were right about ivermectin. We were right about evil Dr. Fauci. We were right about the evil who. Not the ones who won't get fooled again, but the World Health Organization. We were right about it being a world power grab, and it continues to this day. Guess who was wrong about everything? Yeah, the government. Trust the science. Yeah, We're following the science. It's uh, the science. Uh, <laughs> and Christina Pushaw, who's on uh, Governor DeSantis' staff, uh, I like this tweet. We're about one year into the left's hysterical demands to boycott Florida. Um, mm. Now, because remember, at first it was over the COVID vaccine, so she's... Uh, the COVID um, uh, opening up so early and it's such a dangerous place in Florida. So we're actually two years into them trying to boycott Florida. But she's talking about the, um, uh, about the uh, don't say gay bill, you know, whatever. Anyway, this is awesome. In 2022, mm-hmm. Florida welcomed 137.6 million visitors, uh, 5% increase from 2019 and 2021. So uh, 13% higher than 2021. Wow. So in other words... They stuck their neck out. She's referring to the don't say gay bill. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of piggybacking it with the uh, the COVID, you know. Even Trump was going after DeSantis uh, opening too early. Anyway, there you go. Um, it pays to be a leader on these issues, huh? Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. I mean, that's a, that's a long list of being right. Yeah. As Trump said, you're going to win so much, you'll get tired of winning. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think I could ever get tired <laughs> of winning. Uh, And telling them, we told you so the whole time. Jeez. Uh, In that vein, here's an important life lesson somebody sent us. Uh, This person talks about... uh, Yeah, don't get distracted by the eye makeup, y'all. Right. (laughs) But what she says is really powerful. Check this out. I'm not 100% sure why I'm being asked to share this story, but I'm guessing it's because somebody needs to hear it. When I was 16, I went into what I thought was going to be a normal day at biology class. And when I walked in, all the desks were arranged in a circle in the middle of the room. And the instructor, who had always been a really amazing, loving, kind instructor, was super militant, super scary, and just looked at us and said, sit down, shut up. Mm. You are not allowed to move, to speak at all. And anyone who does will immediately fail my class. And we were all stunned. I I get like, just thinking about it because I was a straight A student and grades were really important to me and I was just like terrified. So we're all sitting there silently, nervous out of our minds. And in the middle of this circle that we were all sitting in, there was one desk. And on this desk was a 
bowl with a goldfish in it. And he looked at us and he took the goldfish and he put it on the desk and he walked out and he shut the door. And we all just looked at each other, just like, what do we do? You know, like, obviously it violated like everything inside of me to like watch this fish die. And also I heard the instruction. If you speak, if you get up, if you move, you will automatically fail the class. And so we all sat there looking to each other to do something because we didn't want it to be us. And what was a very painful, it felt like an eternity, it was probably like two and a half minutes later, Hannah, Hannah B, got up and said, F this, <laughs> and took the goldfish and put it back in the bowl. <laughs> and when she did that, he came out and he looked at all of us and he said, look what the world has done to you. You've betrayed yourself. For what? And I think about that lesson all the time because I learned in that moment mm -hmm. that I am never going to be that person ever again. That when I see something that is wrong, even if it's just me, I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna do what's right. And I've done that over and over again in my life in very scary situations. But I'm sad for people who haven't learned that lesson because there are so many things that are wrong that if you're too scared to make a difference, you won't make right. Hmm. Powerful lesson. Wow. What a brilliant idea from that professor. Now, did the goldfish die? Because yeah, they can't us, live out of water. Yeah, tell us. Apparently that was some kind of goldfish that yeah. can live out of water for a longer period Special of time. Special kind of goldfish. Special goldfish. So there you go. But stand up. Somebody's got to stand up because if you stand up, uh -huh. that's what everybody else is thinking. In all these situations that we've experienced for the last three years now, everyone else is thinking that. They just need somebody to do it first. That could be you. And somebody did. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's a really effective way of getting a point across, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah. If we'd all do the right thing, if we'd all just say, no, I'm not going to comply with your BS. I'm not going to do it. Like this story you told about going to the doctor's office where you didn't comply. They demanded that you have a mask, so you left. <laughs> and enforcer, they called you back and had you come back, and yeah. then you didn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. I, it's like it was a negotiation, too. It's like, look, just put it on at the door. No. no. All right, put it on around your chin. No. no. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, not, not very many of us would do yeah, that. I don't, I, obviously, because we still have this situation going on. I, I, and it's so ridiculous. I still see every, almost mm -hmm. every day, somebody driving around in their car alone, wearing the mask. Full mask over their nose and mouth. And they're, again, in a car by themselves. Just doesn't make any, that's the kind of lemmings we are. And you wonder why it doesn't get better. Right. Because we're surrounded right. you, by people who you've are... got to take a stand. I'm with this crap. Yep. All right. We've got overtime coming up today, and then we'll see you back here. Uh, Jeffy will join us to finish off the week together on Pat Gray Unleashed tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed.